Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Trapped in Iran, written by James Lingard. This exciting 20th century historical thriller inspired by real events is the story of a Jewish hero. A group of Israeli engineers are trapped in central Iran when the world about them explodes in chaos. Imagine their plight when they discover the Shah has been deposed and Ayatollah Khomeini has returned from exile. How can they escape with their lives? What should they do? Can our hero Guy Hart rescue the attractive Emma Levine and his colleagues from capture by the Revolutionary Guards? The result is an intense, action-packed thriller full of danger, death, and fear, with some romance, as well as surprising twists and turns. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Trapped in Iran. Chapter 1. Mystery An Army Base Near Isfahan, Iran, February 9, 1979 Colonel Guy Hart stretched his powerful six-foot frame, opened his eyes, and glanced round the tiny wooden hut allotted to him as sleeping quarters by the Iranians. An early riser ever since his own army days as a tank commander in the Israeli army, he stirred restlessly, still only half awake. He yawned and stared at the bare floorboards. There was not even a rug to brighten up the place, just a narrow bed, wooden chair, and chest of drawers. No picture on the wall, no decoration of any kind. He hated this hut. Mossad had sent him to Iran, posing as an engineer to monitor progress on the plant being built at the base to manufacture heavy weapons for the Shah's army. He chuckled. <laughs> During my brief time here, I've learned nearly everything there is to know about those secret weapons— they're not up to the standard of ours, but an improvement on those the Iranians now have. Any day now, I'll be recalled to Israel and leave this place forever. He sighed. <sighs> what time is it? Dawn seems to have come and gone. Surely a bugler should have sounded Reveille by now. I rely on Reveille to wake me up. Why has no bugle call sounded? Hell... What's happened? Silence. Total silence. No tramp of marching feet, no shouted commands, no trucks grinding past my quarters. Why no reveille? Has the entire garrison melted away during the night? I must be having a nightmare. Wide awake now, he found the stillness real and the mystery which confronted him completely disconcerting. Have I gone deaf? No, I can hear the clock on the wall ticking. Apart from that, not a thing. Silence, uh, a menacing silence. No sound at all. Coaches should be bussing in workers from Isfahan, and the guard is due to change any minute now at the main entrance to the base. That is only fifty yards or so down the road. Something catastrophic must have occurred. He hurriedly threw on his long gray socks, light tan shirt and trousers, and laced up his size ten black boots. Checking the revolver which he always carried in a holster under his jacket, he pocketed all the spare clips of ammunition, 
patted the photo of his parents on the chest of drawers, and tucked it into a holdall with the rest of his belongings. Time for me to get out of this hellhole and find out what's going on. The regiment quartered here seems to have moved out. But why? Revolver in hand, he flung open the hut door and strode boldly into the middle of the road. Not a soul in sight. No vehicles of any kind. Nobody at all. Not even by the main headquarters building. Where is everybody? Normally, Iranian troops guarding the base would be everywhere. Today, nothing. Then he heard the sound of feet running around the corner of the next hut. He gave chase, but the intruder ran too fast and disappeared behind another hut. The steel bar across the main gate stood raised. The sentry boxes empty. No soldiers anywhere. Now thoroughly alarmed, he began to run back towards the headquarters building. What's that? Sounds like someone breaking into one of the huts near the entrance. Yes, I can see the early morning sun glinting on broken glass. I must find Emma Levine, the other Mossad agent here. She's a gorgeous girl. I rather fancy her. And she could be in danger from the looters. Besides, she is fluent in Persian and might have up-to-date information about what's happening. My orders are to stay clear of Emma to avoid compromising one another if the cover of either of us is blown. But this is an emergency. Emma, a tall, attractive, shapely lady in her early twenties, with sparkling green eyes and shoulder-length golden hair, acted as a secretary to the chief engineer, Ben Blum, who was responsible for developing and manufacturing the new weapons. Rumors circulated that they enjoyed a sexual relationship. Her long legs, short skirts, dark red lipstick, painted green fingernails, and especially her cheery disposition made her an ideal companion for a lonely man far from home. Guy dismissed such rumors, but accepted that she might have flirted to gain information. He banged on the door of Emma's hut and shouted, Guy Hart here! Let me in! Am I pleased to see you, she said. Have you heard the news? All Iranian news channels are off the air, but rumors are circulating on the French news program that the Shah is in Paris and has abdicated. I've heard looters roaming around the base smashing windows. You and I are not safe here. The Shah may be an ally of Israel and the Western powers. But the Iranian people hate us Israelis. Guy looked into her anxious eyes and smiled. You can rely on me, Emma. I'll look after you. Pack your things, and we'll see what our engineering colleagues are doing. I expect they are in the canteen having breakfast and arguing about whether to leave the base or stay behind and work for whoever takes over the plant. She threw herself into his arms and gave him a long, lingering kiss on the lips. Mm, you are just the sort of man I could fall in love with. I researched your records when I learned that you were coming here. Now is not the time, but we must get to know one another when we get back to Israel. I have packed already. Let's go, come on! Guy stared at her in amazement, noticing for the first time that the top buttons of her shirt were undone to reveal her magnificent cleavage, but said nothing. 
he thought, in another time and place. I could be very much interested in this young lady, but not now. They set off for the canteen, dodging from one army hut to the next down the deserted road. Guy leading, revolver in hand, and Emma close behind. She also carried a pistol with the confident air of one who knew how to use it. Emma nudged him. Look over there behind us. Someone has set fire to the hut nearest to the main entrance. If no one puts it out, the flames could spread. It hasn't rained for days. Guy shrugged. Well, that is not our problem. I would not be sorry if the whole base went up in smoke. Indeed, I had begun to think of setting fire to it myself, but we had better wait until we find out what is happening. When we reach the canteen, I'll go in first, and you follow a few minutes later so no one suspects that we're a team working together. She nodded. I'll pop into the office and see if there are any messages. Surely the departing troops will have left some sort of explanation. Guy had always enjoyed breakfast in the canteen. The camaraderie appealed to his charismatic personality. The heat from the kitchen made it particularly welcoming on chilly winter mornings. Usually the smell of frying bacon and eggs gave him an appetite, but not today. Normally when he arrived, around a hundred non-military personnel would be sitting at the wooden tables arranged in four neat rows. Today, only twenty or so were present none of them Iranians. No enticing smells emanated from the kitchen. Gradually, other Israeli engineers drifted in, all equally puzzled by events. A voice called, Over here, guy. We've saved the place for you, but you need to get your own food from the kitchen. The cooks have all disappeared, but they left heaps of breakfast for us. Guy helped himself to cereal, toast, and marmalade, and a pint mug of steaming hot coffee, which he carried over to the table where his mates were sitting. This place is falling apart. What have you people decided to do? Oh, that's way beyond our pay bracket. Ben is trying to discover why the base has been abandoned. He will decide what we do next. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Trapped in Iran. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.